you've got your Bibles, let's go to 1 Kings chapter 17. We've been on a series um, with Elijah. We still ain't come up with a series title. They just, I think I just told them the name of Elijah. It's, it's just much easier. I wouldn't have cared if they'd just said 1 Kings. I'd have been fine. Well, there it is. <laughs> There's one to choose from. We'll write that down on a piece of paper too. But we, you know, it, and and I know why they asked me for it so that they can they can package this stuff up just so you come up and you ask for a sermon they can go right to it and burn it off and give it to you. But me, as far as I'm concerned, I care less about a title. Um, the title isn't what moves me. It shouldn't be what moves us anyway. But um, there are a lot of marketers out there that actually will lean into titles of whatnot, and that's what draws your attention to it, which is fine. I'm not, I'm not here to crush that or crash that. It's just not my forte. My forte is to preach this word and provoke your spirit, and that's what I'm all about. The rest of it, i got to put into the hands of those that God has gifted and let them deal with that and take care of that because it just clutters up my mind. Y'all do know that Einstein, he didn't even know his own address. He didn't clutter his mind with stuff that he didn't need. He knew how to get to his house. He didn't need his address. Didn't know his own phone number. I mean, this, this, this is what intelligence is. You, you don't just put all this stuff in your head. You don't need it. There's some of the stuff that you guys put in there. It's just useless information. And if we could make room for some other stuff, it might help us. But nonetheless, How do I want to start this? Chapter 17, verse 1. You ready? Chapter 17, oops, sorry. Chapter 17, verse 17. I think. Yes. Chapter 17, verse 17. Sorry, y'all put a lot on me. Y'all expect me to know this stuff. <laughs> now it happened. <laughs> Anybody ever had that in your life? Mm -hmm. now, now it happened. This might get better than what I thought it was going to turn out to be because I didn't even focus on that word. Now it happened. <laughs> really? Now? Y'all ever said that? You ever woke up in, in the middle of something and, man, everything is going just like you planned. It's in your planner. Every appointment's falling on time, and then, uh-oh, now it happened. Now it happened? Now? What, now what happened? Now it happened after these things. After what things? I mean, can you, you're going to have to tie this account back to what we talked about last Sunday. Because it's a continuation anyway. But scripture is saying, now it happened after these things. What things? Let me remind you. Can I remind you that there was this widow woman that was hung up in the midst of her drought? Hung up in the end of her days hoping to find some meal to put together so that her and her son had the, remember, she had the hopeless end. Remember, it wasn't hopeful, it was hopeless. She was out gathering sticks that she may be able to make 
just a cake for her and her son that they would die. There was no there was no hope in the end. Everything in her life, everything about her life at that moment was offering up a bleak end for her and her family. It's just like us. There, there is times in our life that we will walk paths and we know that the end of those paths are bleak. Everything around it is not going to work out. I'm just going to work to do what I've got to do. We already know the plant shutting down. I'm not, I'm not going to have a job. I don't have no means of providing for my family. I'm This relationship, there is no good end to this relationship. Everything is looking bleak. Your whole life is turned around, upside down, and you have zero hope in what tomorrow holds. And then on the scene, here comes God. I wonder if there's anybody in here that's ever been in that hopeless situation like the widow was and God walked on your scene. Has God ever come in? Really, has God ever come in? I mean, for real, for real. Has God ever come in and changed something in your life at that moment that give you an opportunity of hope? I'm not, talk, I'm not talking about somebody come by and give you $5 to get gas. And you, I'm talking God stepped in on the scene when everything else was lost. And God showed up. But when he showed up, there was something happened. Something happened when he showed up on the scene. He challenged your faith. Oh, that song. He challenged your faith. He said, do you really? Do do you believe in me? Do do you trust me? Am, am Am I really your provider? Have you just spoken empty words? Or do you truly believe what you're saying? about me in your life, what you're professing to the people around. Do you truly believe that he tested your obedience? He said, if you believe, then go and make me a cake. Go, Go and make me one for I know that you and your son are on your way out of this thing. I know that you and your husband and you and your wife, your relationship is at the very end. And it's not, I know all of that, but this is what I want you to do. One of our favorite sayings about marriage is act like your spouse is acting like. They're supposed to be acting like. Even when they aren't acting like. They should be acting. See, we don't, we don't want to do... We, there is no trust. There is no belief. There is no hope. And God shows up. Challenges your faith. Do you really believe? Or is it just empty words spoken from your loose lips? Challenged her obedience, sent her on her way. She says, oh, I believe, and went on her way. He challenged her obedience. He tested her obedience. Will you really do what you say you're going to do, or is it just a show for the one next door? It's after these things. It's a, now what happened? Now, after all that you've gone through, you just said, man, I remember when God showed up and he come in and he tested me 
He tried me, he proved me, and he showed up, and he gave to me, he blessed me, he covered me, he kept me. And I remember that. Now, it happened. After these things, after, after these things happened, after, after I'd already had a hopeless situation in my life, it was after God showed up and showed me there was hope. It was after God showed up and gave me plenty. It was after God showed up that continuously kept me and continuously provided for me. It was after God showed up and done in my life what he said that he would do, and now it happened. Have you ever been there? I mean, have you ever been? Man, you poured out your life. You poured out everything that you had. God is speaking with me this morning. He put everything together for you. And just because it happened. Watch. It's now. Now it happened. Really? Like right now, after these things after all of my life was just balled up and God come and wove it together and made me a beautiful blanket, and now this happens? That the son of the woman who owned the house became sick. Oh, come on. She talks just like us. She acts just like we would act. Watch, come on. I love Bible. It don't hide nothing from you. It tells you the truth. We just don't like it. And his sickness was so serious that there was no breath left in him. He was dead. Really? Really? Now? It's going now it's going to happen? You wait a minute. Come on, just, just, just hang with me for a minute. Wait a minute, God, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you, just, you, you, you just showed up. And you provided for my child exactly what he was lacking that was going to take his life. You, you giving bread and oil. You give him flour and oil, and it stayed. And they ate for weeks and days and months. They ate a long time. Everything was good. God give exactly what was needed at the moment. And now this? Wait a minute, God. What are you doing? Come on, y'all. Come on. Every one of you talk like this. So she said to Elijah, look, check this out. Check, watch how this woman walks. What have I to do with you? Oh man of God. What what have I what did I do? Have you come to me to bring my sin to oh here there's the religious part. I love to jump on its head. Well, if you wasn't sinning, you wouldn't have this happening. Let me tell you something, Saint. Things happen to you too. What have I to do with you, oh man of God? Have you come to bring my sin to remembrance and to kill my son? And he said to her, check this. Oh, it was right up in the middle of it again. 
It was right when we thought that it was over. It was done. And out of the shadows of the darkness, here comes the light. Back on the scene again. While Daddy will show up every single time without fail. He never leaves you alone, ever. He's always there. If he ain't doing nothing else but watching over you, he's there. He shows up yet again. Here's God again. Showing up. What's the first thing he does? He repeats the course. Look, there's, there's something to this. He repeats the course again. The first thing he does is what? Challenges her faith. Look, come on. <laughs> you got a hard time in life. Something's going on in the family and the business and the marriage and the finances in, every, in whatever it is. And this is what God says. Give it to me. Oh. You don't trust him enough? He just said, give it to me. Uh, example of faith, because I can. <laughs> Give her to me. Because I can. Did you see what just happened? Did you just see what? Did Listen to me. If I was a strange man that had not proven... My reliability or my faithfulness, she would have never. Well, don't challenge that one. You, she ain't going to just let any man. Come on, this is, this is how God, come on, church. Here, take her back before I throw her. I get excited. Listen. This is just like God is with us. He's proven time and time and time and time and time again. He's done it over and over and over and over. He, he's the same one that took care of you yesterday that will be on scene today that is already on scene for your tomorrow. Do you trust him? He said, giving to me. Challenged her faith again. Will you give it to him? Will you give it to him? Oh, come on, don't get quiet now. 
Don't get He's challenging your faith. See, that's what's wrong with us Christians, man. When, when we get challenged and our faith becomes challenged, we have a tendency to go like this. We want to dodge because we don't really, we don't really know. I feel like I'm doing the calisthenics for the diet. And I don't really know what's happening for today and tomorrow. I'm not real sure if I want to give it up because if I do, if I give it up right now, something might happen. If I quit my job right now, my family will be without. I'm not telling you to quit your job. But if I do this, God, right now... Oh, but the disciples, the apostles, 12 of the 24 that's waiting on us, they said, Jesus, increase our faith. Oh, it's in Luke 5. And, and Jesus said, if you had but a mustard seed of faith, you could tell this mulberry bush to be cast into the sea. And it would be planted. It would obey. So how is our faith increased? Oh, this is what he's doing with the woman. Don't get quit getting confused. He's increasing her faith. Because the last time, it was just give me something to eat. In the form of life for the flesh. This time it's to give a spiritual life. Come on. This time it was a, a spiritual life because he had to breathe back into this child. I love it when God steps on the scene. Will you give it to me? He said, give it to me. And I like what takes place. Y'all don't mind me doing a little exegetical this morning, do you? I'm just trying to pull this thing apart. I want to rip it up like pulled pork. <laughs> and he said to her, give me your son. So he took him out of her arms. Okay, now women. Well, y'all said, well, no, he took it. Well, she didn't give, so... Time out. Go take that baby from her. You're not getting a baby unless she gives the baby up. I promise you. Huh? Are you with me? The things in our hands that we hold, he just wants us to release. See, if, if we will, oh, man, alive, here he goes again. Come on, lepers. As they begin to walk. <laughs> See, it's, it's in the middle of, it's, oh, come on, I wish I had some Bible readers. It is when we take the first step. See, we always talk about God will meet you halfway. Wrong! God will meet you right there! We think we got to walk half of the battle out ourselves before, No! God said, if you got enough heart to even take the step, man, I'm there. I'm on the scene. So when we're talking about challenging your faith, I'm not telling you you've got to walk this thing out by yourself for a year, two years, three years. Come on, we would never make it. 
But he showed up again. He took the child. Watch where he takes. He shows up. He takes her. Takes him from her and carried him to the upper room where he was staying. See, ooh, this is this is why. This is why we can't overcome. Because, oh, I wish you felt what I felt. Because we want to stay in our circumstance and we see everything according to our situation. We will not rise above. And he took the child and he went to the upper room. He got above the world. He got above life. He got above problems. He got above circumstances. You're trying to work your stuff out down here. Brother, you got to take it to the upper room. Your problem ain't going to be fixed here. Let me show you. It's here. It's a different perspective. Seem like you're on top of the world. Oxygen's a little low the higher you go. But don't worry. He's the provider. You've got to stop working. Stop working out your problem in your problem. Get above it. Do what nobody else is willing to do. Stop putting the blame on God when you want to keep setting in your mess. He's trying to get it fixed. He took it to the upper room. Oh, it's up here. Things become a little more calm. Ain't got Hannah throwing baking pans and all that stuff ain't happening. See? It might be a faint tink, tink or something, but it ain't no clashing. It ain't no clanging cymbals. It's up here we get the peace of God. Come on, don't take this so literal. When's the last time you went above? When's the last... Come on. When's the last time you let God take your troubles higher? See, it's up here that we begin to realize what we've done wrong. They, nobody wants to hear this one. They don't, they, don't, they don't want to hear nothing. It's up here when we begin to realize what's wrong with us. Because now we're not down here. Telling them what's wrong with them. Oh, come on. I'm picking on you. It's up here. You get fixed. It's up here. This relationship begins to tighten up. It's up here that once we get a clear view of everything, it's a little easier now to fight this battle because now I already see the enemy's coming from the right corner. I'm going to block him off. Got him. 
Oh, you can't come in over here. I already see you, fool. Too many times we try to fix our situation inside of it. You can't see enough. You can't. Man, don't you know that a mixer, you can sit down. I don't want to make you stay on television all day, give you all the limelight. Wish you could. I'm running out of breath. I ain't doing enough exercise, but that's all right. God's good to me. Can you imagine, bakers, how much a mixer, ain't that what they call them little things? Did you? It's not the tool that does it. It's what's the things that in the in the come on, Miss Linda, you've been cooking for years. Tell me what they are. Beaters. You didn't believe me. Sweetheart. Sweetheart, I love you. I love bless the Lord. She mean well. That woman's good to me. Can you imagine what the beaters must see inside the mix? Mm -hmm. Come on, I, man, this is, this, this is about on level that I can possibly get for every single person with an ear. Can you imagine what the beaters are seeing inside of the cake mix? Turmoil, tragedy, whirlwinds, chaos, drowning over their head can't get it off of them come on y'all ever pull that thing out there and you, you gotta lick a batter to get the batter off of the beaters right come on come on church look if you can't get excited about jesus at least get excited about some cake maybe it's because i ain't had none for a while but get excited about some cake or something i mean them beaters man they're they're oh they're swinging, they're fighting for all the truth, and all they can see is the mess. But what about the baker? <laughs> I see it all coming together. Boy, I just, I hear Jesus, I hear him cooking this morning, Miss Linda. He's standing beside the island, his brand new quartz island, his emerald island, and he's just cooking. He said, oh, I see it all coming together. They don't know it yet. Oh, it looks a little thick around their life right now. Things are just clinging to them. But oh, I see it all coming together. Well, when this thing comes out the oven. That's right. Well, I must be really hungry. I'm preaching good on some cake. <laughs> are you with me? Have I woke you up any? Yes. I mean, for the love of John, I'm sweating. This is good cake mix this morning, baby. God, God put something together. He pulled out, he pulled out an old recipe. He said, we're going to throw this on the plate this morning. Watch them. Watch them. Mm. Upper room. Y'all thought I lost it, didn't you? That's why I let him keep it up there so I can see what matters. See, I highlighted in my Bible the marks I want to do. That's kind of... I wrote some stuff. Can't read that, can you? I can't either. <laughs> but it puts it in my mind when I scribble it down. It kind of goes in here and, and it sticks to it. <laughs> Carried him to the upper room where he was staying. 
Why do you think God's never wringing his hand over problems? Because where he stays, come on, it's like being in the country on the back deck. It's like being up at Charlie's house. And you go out and sit on the front porch and all you hear is, man, it's so peaceful, so quiet. Ain't nothing happening. You, and then Linda says, Charlie? Charlie goes, <laughs> I'm joking. Not really. Come on. Me and we all do the same thing, right? It's right when you're sitting in the comfort of your nothing box. Here she come. Here she come. She worked words pretty good, too. I'm starting to catch some of the verbiage on how she lays this out before me. She walks up now. She says, I don't need you to do it right now. <laughs> but if you ain't done in about two minutes, <laughs> never mind. Oh, look at that. It says that he carried him to the upper room where he was staying. Y'all don't mind this, do you? And laid him on his. Mm, mm, mm. Here we go again. Here, boy, here we go again. He laid the problem. On a bed, oh, come on, come on, watch this, Cecilia, you're going to like this. He laid the problem on a bed in which he is already slept <laughs> What is wrong with y'all? It's not like, it's not like that we serve a priest that can't be touched by the feelings of our friend. He's already done done it. He's already he already laid on the bed of death. He he's already been there. Jesus, I'll oh, see y'all ain't caught up yet because Jesus was crucified before <laughs> the foundation. This wasn't nothing new to God. My God, what you carry is nothing new. He done been there, baby. He already understands it. He already knows what it's going to take. What person is better for the job? Come on, even when you're hiring people, you don't hire people that's never done it. Charlie, you hire the people that have experience. <laughs> oh, I can't wait until we go and fight Bale and kick his butt. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? You can, lay it, you can lay that problem 
in your bed all day, and your bed is your mind. You can lay your problem in your head, uh, not bed, but in your head, all day long. And I promise you this, it'll never get worked out. But if you give it to him and let him take it to the upper room and lay on his own bed. Come on, church. I, I wish I had a church that really believed in God. I wish I had a church that was just so fired up about Jesus that I'd have to set you down in the seat because you'd be running across people's laps looking for some more word because the revelation is so deep right now, so thick, you can't stand yourself. What are we doing with what we face even after what we had faced? God's already provided. God's already put that behind us. He put it behind us so far that we forgot what he did, because says now this happens. Now it ha after all these, now it happens. I didn't forgot about what he brought me through. That's why I'm challenged again in this moment. I'm running out of gas. I'm running out of gas. I put my heart on the table. I put my guts on the floor. I'm running out of gas. You're holding on to garbage in your life that God wants you to surrender. And you refuse to do it because of your own fleshly desires. And if you don't stop it. Why do you want to carry the problem around? Why do you want to keep dealing with it in the flesh? If God thought it was going to be a fleshly ordeal, he would have kept it down here. He knew it was a spiritual ordeal. That's why he had to take it up here. But we'll fight here all day long. And none of, none of the weapons that he's given you is for it. Every weapon that you pick from God's word to fight your battle here in flesh form is going to fail. He said, our weapons are not. Whoop! Why, why are you fighting it here? Why? What's so important that you can't let go? Can I pin this to the story? The only reason Elijah showed up on the scene to begin with is because of idolatry. Now y'all don't. Now you didn't got mad. Everybody, you didn't turn your ears off. You got mad now because now you're thinking that I'm saying I am. Anything you put before God. It's unauthorized. Can somebody Google idolatry? Let's read a definition. I just want to make sure I'm on the right. I want to make sure I'm on the right thing with the right people. Who's this one? This Oxford or something. Give me a 
Give me the dictionary. Give me the Webster. Is that the Webster dictionary? I have to give you scripture next week. It's unauthorized. It's an unauthorized person, place, or thing that you depend on. It's the unauthorized person, place, or thing. What's unauthorized? Anything other than God. Anything other than God. It's unauthorized. But yet we'll tie ourselves to our finances, baby. We'll tie ourselves to our jobs and our prestige. Because that means more to me than anything else in this world. It's unauthorized. And until you can get that in your head, you'll constantly go back. And you'll constantly have to have Elijah coming back on the scene. Because see, there was, there were, oh, there was some language. Man, there was some stuff that transpired between, between him and Ahab. Because Ahab said, you, 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 you done, you, you done this. And he said, oh, oh, time out. No, sir. No, sir. Now, he's talking to a king that has, I'm sorry, that has the authority to cut your head off, take your life. But yet he was so willing to stand with and stand for the king of kings and the Lord that he looked back and rebuked him and said, no, you did it. That's what happens when we stand for God. You have a boldness, not an arrogance. You have a boldness to stand for his word. You stand for what he says, not for what man says. You don't, man, we get so persuaded in everything else other than the word of God. It can be anything, and it will cause us to lose attention. We'll lose our focus, man. We, we, lose, we lose our faith. We, we lose our hope. We lose our strength. We lose our ability to think. We, we lose it all because we are wayward in our thoughts. Oh, and then we get to Mount Carmel. I can't wait for that one either. How long will you falter between two opinions? How long are you going to live for God on Sunday and the devil for Monday? How long are you going to do that? Some of you live half day on Sunday for God and the other half day for the devil. That's how far. I know I'm teaching to the holy crowd, but it's all good. I'm fixing to get in your meddling now. I'm going to start meddling. Let me stop. Then he cried out to the Lord and said, oh, Lord, my God. Have you also brought tragedy on the widow with whom I lodge? Now, 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 now hear me. It's, he, he's, he's, not, he's not per se questioning God about what he's done, but he's inquiring because he's already known that he's brought judgment against Israel with the drought. So in Elijah's mind, maybe perhaps this widow... 
has also positioned herself that God would bring judgment upon her. I believe this is an inquiry to God. Because if this would have been an inquiry of God, see, Elijah, unlike us, checks himself. We won't ask God his opinion before we pray. Uh Uh-oh. We pray our opinions to God. We, we won't ask God, God, is this, is this what we should be praying for today? Or have you brought judgment? Because God, if you've brought judgment, that's all cool. Okay, I'm good. Won't waste my time or yours. But if you haven't, will you bring life? Look. And he stretched himself out over the child three times, and he cried out to the Lord and said, and man, I, I, keep, I looked at that thing about three times. So many different commentaries are, sometimes I go to commentaries to try to help balance my mind and my thoughts and my thinking because sometimes he gives me a big imagination. That's why I'm always putting him to the test because he said he'll can do exceedingly above and beyond anything I could ever hope, dream, or imagine. So, oh, he, he said, so I tried. And he has. But I looked at stretching himself over the child three times, body, soul, spirit, son, the father, the Holy Spirit. I mean, I'm just, this is just my thought process. I'm not saying that that is theology. I'm just saying I've seen that, and instead of wasting time to dig into that one, I said, no, this was too good. I'm just going to keep going. So I cried out to the Lord and said, oh, Lord, my God, I pray. Let this child's soul, his life, his breath, come back to him. Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. See, and here again, are you, God again even with Elijah, revisited the course. He challenged his faith. Give me the child. He challenged his faith. He tested his obedience. Then he prayed. Then, when, after the course, the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. And the soul of the child came back to him, and he revived. See, no matter where you think you stand in your faith, of what level you think you might be on, your faith's going to run the course. And Elijah took the child. See, I love this, man. This is celebratory. God takes what he done in private. <laughs> and shows it in public. I wonder if he's ever done that with you. 
I wonder if you've ever been so tired that you weep before your God in the privacy of your own rooms and homes and prayers and thoughts. And you seek the face of God in private and what he has already done in private. He brings it out of the upper room, takes the problem, shows it to everybody, and says, see? Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper room into the house and gave him to his mother. And Elijah said, see? Your son's alive. Man, when God does it. Don't, don't you understand, Meg, that there are people that have been around you in life. They've seen your trials. They've seen your troubles. They've seen your bondages. Well, don't this remind you of like a washing machine? Huh? Crazy mind. But these people, they've seen all of this. And one day you decided your clothes was dirty. And you went into a washing machine. And God took care of it. Now you got people looking and going. How did you how did you come out of that? You you made that? How did you make it through that? Come on, y'all see y'all ain't had no trouble in your life. You must not have went through anything where God has stepped in and delivered something because you ain't even rejoicing. If you can't rejoice with somebody else, you can't even rejoice for yourself. Matter of fact, you won't even be blessed if you can't rejoice with somebody else. But never mind. Different story. But God is wanting to take your trouble, take your problem, take your issue, take your sin. Because that's what it's all about. We don't like to hear that word. Well, the Bible can't. The Bible is about sin against the grace of God. That's save you a lot of time reading the Bible to try to figure out what the Bible's about. That's what it's about. Your sin, his grace, end of story. But see, we got to add so much more to it. Oh, it can't be just that, Pastor. That's too easy. Duh. It's so easy, why aren't you doing it? See, your son lives. And the woman said to Elijah, now by this I know. <laughs> See, it's going to be by this. It's going to be by this that they know that you're a woman of God. Man of God is what the scripture says. So I'm sticking with the Bible. Now by this... I know that you are a man of God. They're going to, I see now that you're a man of God. And the word 
of the Lord is in your mouth. And the Lord and the word of the Lord in your mouth is the truth. Quit beating people up to believe you. Let go, let God. I know that's cliche. Sounds good. Preach is good. But it is cliche. Because we don't want to let go. Here, we got to hold on every once in a while. Here. Oh, we, we pray. We pray for our children. We pray for them. God, I give them to you. I give, we pray, I mean, hours. I give them to you. I give them to you. I give them. And they come in. And they come in a little sideways. And then we got to get our hands on them again, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I, not just kind of, well, I'm not joking. But we want to get our hands back on them again. But you give them to God. Not even 10 minutes ago. And you put your hands back on them. Let go. Let go. I wonder how many of you have, back to the original question, and then I'll close. Most of you in here said that you've been there. And you've, you've gone through something in your life, and God stepped on the scene and changed the trajectory of your life. Most of you said that. So in the back of your mind, and what you've heard from pulpits preached, is if he can do it then, he can do it again. We believe that he can do it again. That's what we keep saying. We believe he can do it again. I'm changing your mentality this morning. This is what God told me to tell you, and then we're, then we're done. He said he will do it again. It's a different thing to be serving a God that you know that can, but will he? I love to serve the God that says, I will. I will do it again. I will. I, I will. I done it that time. I will. You are chosen. You are adopted into the beloved. You are heirs of Christ. If the sparrow is taken care of, how much more will the Father in heaven tend to you? Don't worry about what tomorrow holds. He holds tomorrow. He said he will do it again. It's not that he can. See, by now, this is that maturing. Oh, I just, I just grew, y'all. I'm just a proud daddy. I'm just so proud. You all just got grown up. I took you from believing in a God that can to believing in a God that will. Well, bless his name. 
Do you? 